Preface of Football Days This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Honored and beloved by hosts of friends, you represented the highest ideals of American football, not only in life, but in his death upon the battlefield in France. As I think of him, the stern lines of Henry Newbolt come to me as a fitting eulogy. Villa Lampada. There's a breath that's handsomely close tonight, tend to make and the match to win, a bump in pitch and a binding light, an hour to play and the lights man in. And it's not for the sake of a ribbon coat or the selfish hope of a season's fame, but his captain's hand on his shoulder smoke, play up, play up and play the game. The sand of the desert is silent red, red with the wreck of the square that broke, the gathering jam and the colonel dead, and the regiment blind with dust and smoke. The river of death has brimmed its banks, and England's far in honor and name, but the voice of a schoolboy rises the ranks, play up, play up, and play the game. This is the word that year by year, one her place of school is set, Every one of the sons must hear, and none that hears it dare forget. Thus they all with a joyful mind, marry their life like a torch in flame, and failing fling to the host behind, play up, play up, and play the game. Greeting I value more highly than any other athletic gift have ever received the Princeton Football Championship banner that hangs on my wall. It was given to me by a friend who sent three boys to Princeton. It's a duplicate of the one that hangs in the trophy room of the gymnasium there. How often have I gazed longingly at the names of my loyal teammates described upon it. Many times have I run over in my mind the part that each member played on the memorable occasion when that banner was won. Memories cluster about that token that are dear and sacred to me. I see before me not only the faces of the team, but the faces of the men of other years and other universities who have contributed so much to the great game of football. I recall the preparatory school days and the part that football played in our school and college careers. Again I see the athletic fields and the dressing rooms. I hear the earnest pleading of the coaches. I see the teams run out upon the field and hear the cheering throng. The coin is taunts in the air. The shrill brats of the referee's whistle signals the game to start. The ball is kicked off and the contest is on. The thousands of spectators watch breathlessly. For the time, the whole world is forgotten except for the issue being fought out there before them. But we are not dressed in football suits nowadays. We are on the sidelines. We have a different part to play. Years have compelled a change in spirit, however, we are still in the game. It is to share these memories with all true lovers of football and pay a tribute to the heroes of the gridiron who are no longer with us that have undertaken this fight. Let us together retrace the days in which we lived, days of preparation, days of victory, days of defeat.
Let us also look into the faces of some of the football heroes of years ago, and recall the achievements that made them famous. And let us recall, too, the men of the years just past, who have so nobly upheld the traditions of the American game of football, and helped to place it on its present high plane. William Edwards Prologue they say that no man ever made a successful football player who was lacking in any quantity of imagination. If this be true, in time and again it has been true, then there is no more fitting dedication to a book dealing with the gridiron heroes of the past than to a man like Johnny Poe. For football is the abandon of body and mind to the obsession of the spirit that knows no obstacle counts no danger, and for the time being is dull and callous to physical pain or exhaustion. It is a something that makes one see visions as Johnny saw them. There is no sport in the world that brings out unselfishness as does this great gridiron game of ours. Every fall, second and scrub teams throughout the country sacrifice themselves only to let others enter the promised land of victory. It is a strange thing, but one almost never hears any real football player criticizing others making the team, either his own or an All-American. Although the player in this sport appreciates the loyal support of the thousands on the stands, every man realizes that his checks on the bank of cheers can never be cast unless there is a deposit of hard work and practice. Perhaps all this in an indistinct and indefinite way explains why football players, the country over, understand each other, that when the game is attacked for any reason they stand shoulder to shoulder in defense of what they know down in the bottom of their hearts as such an influence on character building. And there is no one better fitted to tell the story of this and of the gridiron heroes than Big Bill Edwards known not only as a player, but far and wide as one of the best officials that ever handled the game. A square deal and overruffing was his model, and every but one realized it and accepted every decision unquestionably. His association with players in so many angles has given him a particular insight into the sport, and it has enabled him to tell this story as no one else could. And what names to conjure with? Whistle blows and a shadowy host springs into action before one's misty eyes. Alex Moffat, the star of Kickers, Etto Cohen, Heffinger, Gordon Brown, Mon Nell, Traxon Hare, Glass, Neil Snow, and Shelvin, giants of linemen. But I must stop before I trespass upon what Bill Edwards would do better. Here's to them, all forty years of heroes. Walter Camp. End of the preface of Football Days.